I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the We Got the Chocolates podcast. It's the sports podcast for the non-professionals. If you tried really hard to be good at sport, but never quite nailed it, you're in good company. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. That was marvellously done. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real kick in the teeth for us, because the rest of this podcast episode, we were just going to go through our own medical problems and see if we had a solution. (laughs) (laughs) They use weird terms. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. I can confirm. Yeah, you've got the right person. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks thanks for joining uh, joining us, Georgia. Um, Thanks for joining uh, us. (laughs) Yeah, I do cop a lot for for the strut, and apparently it it does become more (laughs) pronounced if I'm hitting boundaries. I don't know. It's either like a slog sweep. That is it. <laughs> okay. And now over to Lee, Sam, and Mitch with the marvellous We Got the Chocolates podcast. All right. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. I'm Lee. I'm Sam. I'm Mitch. And you are listening to episode 94. It is a huge episode, but before we get there, it has first week of preseason, I believe. Yeah, yeah, plenty of running, plenty of gym work, getting back into it. So it's only going to get tougher from here, I'm sure. Yeah, what's the 2K time trial looking like? Fine. Yeah, got under my target. So happy with that. It gives you the extra week off too, doesn't it? Yeah, I had a couple of weeks of lighter load. Thank thank you to that. So, yeah. You'd hate to miss the mark (laughs) underneath underneath what you're meant to get. That would stink. Does that actually happen? You can't name names. but Yeah, yeah there were actually two people who missed their target and had to go back early to pre-season do the extra work. So that was pretty unfortunate. Dramas. That stinks. Well, that could be you, Skin, yeah. for the Redlands Tigers, unfortunately. Yeah, well, if, if that's the, the standards, I'll probably be in that boat, I would think, yeah. <laughs> now, guys, this is a chat with a guest today, so huge episode, and you listening at home, you will be thrilled with who we've got to speak to. I know there was definitely one person in particular that called for a lot, the biggest fan of Queensland cricket ever, Max, so shout out to you. You have got your wish and has, has pulled some strings, and who have we got to chat to today? We have Queensland Fire and Brisbane Heat batter and wicketkeeper, Georgia Redmayne. She's uh, played at a lot of clubs and teams all over Australia and the world, so a lot of stories from all those teams. And, uh, and yeah, we actually got talked to a few of her teammates before she came on to get a bit of dirt and interesting information. So always uh, do, Haz. Yeah, uh, look out for uh, uh, her responses to those ones. She um, has also had a fair few successes off the field as well, so yes. it's yeah, good, good to it. chat to her about that. Absolutely. That's where Skin was most interested, in fact. Yeah, I think you called me a doctor at one point, which I'm not. Oh. So, thanks for that. Well, great. Now everyone's switching off that was here for the <laughs> medical profession. <laughs> Excellent. Well, no need to say much further. We will get straight into it. This is how that chat went. 
47 list day matches, averaging over just a tick over 53 with 600s, quite impressive. Uh, 74-20-20 matches, averaging over 24. Plenty of catches and stumpings, that's very specific there, but that was too hard to research. Uh, scored 99 not out most recently. I think, Mitch, you actually spoke about this on the podcast like many episodes ago uh, in the semi-final against New South Wales, and then 134 not out in the WNCL final to beat Victoria this season. Captain the side was named Queensland Fire Player of the Year and Player's Player, which we've informed you about already. But if you're a new listener, uh, you're joining us for a cracker. This is Georgia Redmayne that we're hoping we have on the phone. Georgia? Yes, this is me. Um, thanks so much. <laughs> thanks so much for having me on, guys. I can confirm. Yep, you've got the right person. Yeah, thanks, thanks for joining, uh, joining us, Georgia. Um, thanks for joining uh, us. Uh, and yeah, that's a really impressive average, 53 53- I just over 53 in list day matches. So obviously you've had a great, great year with those couple of stats. We revealed the 99 not out, 134 not out. But, you know, you can't be averaging over 53 without starting your career well too. And, and everywhere you've played, you've played at a few different um, teams. We'll mention that. But I feel like that's actually like an understatement, Georgia. You would have that many like, kits in your in your wardrobe. <laughs> we were looking through before. We said, there, there's not many franchises you haven't played for really. Yeah, look, I sometimes make the joke I've got, like, just collecting different, you know, kits and helmets. And, like, I could probably, like, have every colour pretty much sorted, I guess, at the garage. So um, whenever I go home, I just end up dumping a few more, like, teams' kits there that I don't need. But, um, yeah, certainly travelled around a lot. But, yeah, so like, you, you averaged 82 over a whole first grade season in New South Wales. You scored heaps of runs, a couple of hundreds for Tasmania when you went down there. You played in England and your first game in England, I believe you scored 100. How do you, how do, you do so well? Like people struggle in their first game or first seasons in certain competitions usually, but you seem to really thrive uh, when, you, when you take the jump up to a next level or a different team. Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I think that um, that season that I had in England, I think I got over there and I think I had three weekends in a row washed out. So I was just really happy to actually play a game. And I was like, oh, well, I've got to make the most of it because it could rain all season. So hit 100 in the first game over there just to, you know, actually play some cricket. But, yeah, I think, you know, it's probably been a bit of a, you know, mixture of different things. And, yeah, mainly just like the the Tassie season, probably just excited for the opportunity and, yeah, probably didn't get off to the greatest start at the start of the season but kind of, you know, work your way into it and just, you know, excited at, at having that opportunity and, and being able to, you know, play on the, on the big stage, I suppose. Can I ask, Georgia, with that uh, season in England, because I feel like every single person has the same story every time they go to England <laughs> about the rain situation. Yeah. Did anyone say to you, oh, no, you're just unlucky. This is the wettest summer we've ever had. <laughs> So I definitely yeah, got that. And yeah, I was like, definitely. I'm, and they were like, oh, it's not usually like this. It's yeah, usually yeah. quite warm. Yeah, and like is. it was three weeks in a row. I'm like, really? That? No, this is like the worst we've had. Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly what got said to me. And I was like, well, you've said that to four different people, I'm sure. <laughs> I've definitely had that before. <laughs> How much cricket did you end up getting in that season? Because, Lee, when you went over, uh, you played next to none, didn't you? I played none. I just got better at memorising puns. Yeah. I was like, every Saturday got washed out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it actually it did improve after that. Like, obviously, there's still the occasional washout, but they're very good at like going on and going off really quickly. And it's not like the rain there's 
ever really like a downpour and the fields, you know, soaked or anything. It's usually just the annoying little drizzle for a while. And yeah, yeah they're pretty good at, you know, roll those covers with the wheels on, getting them out there pretty quick. So yeah, it wasn't too bad after that. It was just like a long wait after flying in and, and waiting to actually play some cricket, which was probably the frustrating part. That's true too. Cricket becomes like a wet weather sport over there. Like it'll start drizzling and you're still playing and you're like, oh, great, probably going to go off here. And the guys yeah. that I was playing with, like, no, we're playing through this. <laughs> just you just play until it's literally bucketing down. Yeah, well, the best part over there, I reckon, is the teas that you get. So, you know, more time off the field, just eating all the lovely, like, sandwiches, cakes, Correct. pizzas, whatever they roll out. Like, it's um, pretty incredible, the spread that they um, they give you over there for the for the club cricket and the county cricket. Have you played in other states in Australia that have done teas? Because we've sort of, we've had that, like, as a podcast, we've actually picked that bone with, like, Queensland cricket. Because we, when I was playing in South Australia, we did teas. Like, every club did teas. I think pre-COVID, definitely. Um, but... Brisbane has just never been a thing. It's just one of the key reasons why I moved to Adelaide, actually. No, I well, look, and I have played in most of the, the premier cricket competitions around <laughs> the country. So um, Tassie, no. Uh, Sydney, no. Perth, no. What's <laughs> so, the thing? Yeah, I don't know. Like it's it, it's not like an organised thing where like everyone brings in, you know, a plate like they kind of do in England or, you know, there's the special tea ladies in England who prepare the whole spread. But no, it's only really like, I guess, you know, state cricket and Big Bash that we actually get the food provided and, you know, it's usually something really healthy. So it's it's not quite as fun as the ones that we got in England. <laughs> no, not the same as the jam and cream scones, that's for sure. Yeah. Also, Georgia, was that, that trip to England, was that organised by – like Stan Gilchrist, who you worked with early days, and Stan Gilchrist as in father of Adam. Yeah, it was. So, um, yeah, he's heavily involved with the Lord Taverners um, Association in, in Lismore, and I kind of grew up in the area, and he'd asked me a few times, I think, previously about potentially going over to England, and, yeah, it worked out really well that, you know, I had a gap year after finishing school, and he, you know, obviously quite influential, I guess, in the in the cricket circle, so has a lot of contacts over in England, and, Kind of every year we're sending out, you know, half a dozen or so local like kids, boys or girls to um to to go play in England. So yeah, it's 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 pretty fantastic opportunity and you know not a bad way to to spend your year after after finishing school. Yeah, I always recommend people to go over play there. I had a season over in Kent and and loved it. But I might uh I might bring it back to Australian cricket now and. And yeah, I just wanted to know how how are teams so willing to let you go and play for another state? Like we, you, when you, you made your New South Wales breakers that made the squad in 2014-15, debuting in the in the final. Um, but after averaging you know over 82 in a whole season, how does New South Wales say? Yeah, actually, we, you're probably not going to play many games next year. You can go to Tassie. Like I, I get that they had Alyssa Healy there keeping, but surely they find a spot for you in their batting lineup after that sort of record. Yeah, well, look, I I guess you kind of got to, got to put it into context with with the breakers kind of history at that point you know won 10 titles in a row I think um that final that I kind of came in for and I didn't actually get on the field on my debut because I was I was kind of brought in as like we, at that point we we're playing 12 players like an injury replace as a um 12 players named and I was brought in as more of an injury replacement because um yeah Alyssa Hilly had hurt a finger in the semi-final so didn't actually play that game but um played a couple of games the next season as a, as kind of a specialist bat but 
yeah, kind of looking at that Breakers team at that point, it was just so stacked with Aussie players and, you know, they didn't really need, I guess, an extra bat. And obviously Alyssa Healy has the gloves. So opportunity-wise, there wasn't really too much opportunity at New South Wales. And I was kind of at that point as well where I was probably almost thinking just kind of more do club cricket and focus on uni. but And, you know, didn't really want to be more in the state scene as much because, you know, kind of time commitments and that type of thing. But, yeah, I got a call from Julia Price, who was coaching the Tassie team at the time. And, yeah, offered me a spot to keep and open the batting. and. It probably wasn't until that point which I realised that, yeah, I actually really want to give it a crack. So, yeah, really lucky that that opportunity came up when it did. So, I, yeah, moved from New South down to Tassie. And, Georgia, do you, like, consider yourself, when when Sam talks about there about, like, playing as a batter, do you consider yourself sort of a keeper first or would you be happy to just play as a batter? How passionate sort of are you about both skill sets there? Well, like, I always consider myself as a wicketkeeper. Um, so, yeah, wicketkeeper, batter, probably... First and foremost, but then again, you know, there's an offer to go play for Australia as a batter. It's not like you say no, do you? If it gets you into teams, you, yeah. you take it as a batter only. But yeah, certainly feel more comfortable behind the stumps. And yeah, at Queensland, so with Beth Mooney in the team, I, I, I um, field for, you know, the games where she plays. And it's usually, yeah, she was only available, I think, for four games this year. So it was kind of a bit half in the field and half behind the stumps for me this year for Queensland. So yeah, it's not something that I'm, uh, you know, foreign to having to feel, but definitely, um, definitely prefer keeping. Okay, right. And so, how how do you rate your fielding? Because Lee and I often have this debate because <laughs> we, or Lee still wicket keeps a lot, and I, I wicket kept a lot growing up, and, and we're we're sort of quite confident that we're both significantly better in the field than the other person when we have to. <laughs> how do you go when you're not buying the stumps? Look, I like to think that I'm not too much of a liability, but I, you know, I do think. Like I've got kind of good hands and good reflexes. So I try to get myself as close to the bat as possible. So I've, you know, the least amount of time to think about the ball coming at me. So, you know, I feel pretty, pretty comfortable in the slips. So try to okay. nail down that position so they don't put me on the boundary somewhere. Um, but yeah, usually kind of slips or, or close in on the ring. I, I probably feel more comfortable than, yeah, trying to get the, the big high six at long on or something. I'm probably not in my element there, I'd say. Okay, all right, fair yeah. enough. I, I've always thought the opposite. I hate feeling in the slips. That little shift of <laughs> angle just feels so weird. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit weird to adjust to, I reckon, yeah. but yeah. The thing that gets me, I think, well, I spoke about this like a couple of episodes ago where with slips fielding, because when you're keeping, I feel like every ball you feel like it could come to you. Like it, yeah. you're so involved in the game or like the throw comes back to you or whatever. Like you're always touching the ball. Is that slip mm. you can stand there for 42 overs and not one play and miss and then all of a sudden they nick one and you're just like expected to be switched on. I just can't concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're just hoping that the keeper throws you the ball so you can at least touch it once yeah, or twice. Yeah, just but, be involved um, somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> you're mainly just there for your chat, I reckon. Like you're just trying to yeah. be close to everyone else and try to get in the action. But um, Oh, so the chat's where you excel, Georgia. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't say that either. But, you know, at least you're, you're not by yourself down the boundary. <laughs> Surely with the, the, the brains you've got, I reckon your chat would be very cerebral. You'd get into their head for sure. But, um, <laughs> look, I, I uh, hate to break it to you, uh, Georgia, but we've got a uh, a bit of intel from some of your teammates. So it's okay. going to be hard for you to, for to lie when we ask you some of these questions. But apparently apparently you have a bit of an awkward diving style and a, uh, a bit of a weird, run, bit of weird running style as well, which you cop a bit of grief from the other the other girls from in your team. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, that's why I tend to keep and then it's less noticeable. <laughs> so you don't need to chase the ball. But yeah, look, when we do the – you know how they make you do like 
um, running tech and stuff. So like you do little like high knees or little ankling and that type of stuff, like just to get the technique before you go into the proper run, like yep. the warm-ups. Yep. I'm terrible at that. Like I just look like completely uncoordinated and, you know, limbs are flying everywhere and I just look like I'm just flopping my arms around. So, um, yeah, I, I, I try to blend in as best as possible, but I think like what, what I say is that I was never taught how to do it properly when I started doing it. So I've never picked it up. And then like, they just assume that, you know, what you're doing and you're not really taught that well, but, um, the S and C's, you know, Mitch is, is gradually trying to get me a little bit better with my running technique, but yeah, I have copped a, you know, a, a fine for, for terrible um, running tech at times. <laughs> I'm going to actually back that up though because I also, like I, I don't think I've ever been shown how to run properly and then I was at <laughs> Queensland Cricket one day and old mate started talking to me about eating the apple and putting it in your pocket and I was like... Yeah, they use weird terms. Yeah, like, like, some of that, okay. and I've never thought about it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes some sense I guess but also I've like just not, I don't think when I run, I just run. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then they use weird terms like the A, a move, B, B skip, uh, oh, F yeah. drill, and you're like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm just going to hit some cricket balls if that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah usually hide behind someone's work. <laughs> but they, they say that they know when you're, you're really on, when you're hitting the ball well out in the middle because you've got a bit of a strut, a bit of a strut at the wicket when you've uh, hit a boundary or something. Is that right? <laughs> that's what I think. Look, it's probably true. It's It's not intentional at all, I think. <laughs> It's just kind of, I don't know, I think like the shoulders kind of move a bit, but I think it might be related to the hips and I try to stop it and then I just look really uptight and weird. So, <laughs> yeah, I do cop a lot for, for the strut and apparently it, it does become more pronounced if I'm hitting boundaries, but okay. I have no control of it. Dude, I feel like that's pretty rough that you have to think, like cricket's pretty hard already, batting is hard already. <laughs> if you're hitting a boundary and then still having to be thinking about what you're doing with your body. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty impressive that you score as many runs as you do. You can't mentally switch off. You're like, all right, there's a boundary, good shot, and oh, no, don't do the strut thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just got to learn to embrace it and, yeah, hopefully hope that the boundaries keep coming at that point. Well, I've got a bone to pick with you, actually, Georgia, because I was cutting up the Queensland cricket videos this year, like for grade cricket, premier grade cricket, mm-hmm. And uh, I was sort of like, that, that, it was reasonably tough actually, like cutting out people's. And you meant to sort of give a bit of a sample of, you know, who who's batted well, who's done well in the game and, and choose some shots. And honestly, like every single innings, you just hit that many ridiculous shots. I was like, I can't, these videos are going to go for 10 minutes. They're meant to go for four. <laughs> it's horrible. What, and I'll tell you, I've got a theory about your favourite cricket shot. I'm interested to know whether it matches what you think. Uh, what would you say is your go-to cricket shot or the one that you play the most or hit the most boundaries off? Oh, that's a tough one. Look, I'm surprised that most of your video. I think most of the um, Premier Cricket videos just end up being highlights of um, Grace Harris hitting sixes over and over to yeah, be honest I'm not sure that, that's probably why there's no room for me in there but um <laughs> I'll fix that for next year <laughs> and I'll get your strut um, in there as well oh yeah, yeah okay um yeah favorite shot look it's I'm trying to think of what what what'll be on the highlights heaps probably I don't know it's either like a slog sweep that is it <laughs> okay <laughs> or a little dab through the slips or something but no nah, they never made the cut <laughs> only the powerful shots you hit made it I didn't have much time, Georgia. Work with me here. Yeah, look, that is actually a new shot. I probably brought it more in this season, so that's probably why it's um it yeah appeared on a lot of the Premier Cricket streams this year. But um, 
yeah, it certainly feels nice when you you hit one. And I think I think one of the club cricket grounds actually we're playing at Wests like at the second oval, so it's really small and hit one onto the croquet lawn, which I thought I was just really happy that it made Monday maximums because um, <laughs> we have a running joke about trying to get on Monday maximums in our team. So, um, yeah, so yeah, do we. And I hit 22 sixes this year and not once made it on Monday maximums. <laughs> <laughs> they all just well, creep over the boundary line. Everyone else is hitting them into the swimming pool and stuff. <laughs> At least that didn't bother you too much. You know, you're no, never, not still thinking about it. I've never mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Georgia, I wanted to ask about your bowling as well because I've obviously asked about your keeping and fielding. Um, but apparently, yeah. apparently, you're a pretty handy uh, pace bowler as well. And I've found a start that you took a double hat trick in under twelves. Yeah, talk us through that. Yeah, did you hear that from my teammates or uh, <laughs> what did they got, say about so, my bowling? So one of your teammates rec- like, has said that you're a decent bowler, you're underrated with the ball. And then I think the oh, the good. double hat trick's just on Wikipedia. To be honest, we really do it. <laughs> we do our homework very thoroughly on this podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, so look, I, I consider myself a very handy net bowler. Um, unfortunately, Noffa's our coach never lets me bowl because he thinks I'll injure myself. He probably saw my run up and thought it looked a bit weird. Um, but, yeah, I think, well, like when you're kind of a junior, you, you kind of do everything, don't you? You bat bowl, wicket keep, um, whatever you, you know, yeah, everyone has to rotate and bowl so, so many overs. So yeah, I guess I was a little bit of a slow, medium pacer, um, back in the day. And yeah, I think I was under 12s. Yeah, got a double hat trick against the you know the under 12 Ballina Bears team. So I think um, a lot of the boys in that in that junior cricket team were, were very sad that day, um, <laughs> having got bowled out by girls. So I think I left a few scars there. But they all yeah. quit cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of them are playing anymore. Um, but yeah, I guess you know tried my hand at bowling a little bit and yeah got managed to get the um, the double hat trick and I think it was yeah five for one I think you know, I'll, 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 uh, it was a wide the one run but oh, um, yeah look I can I can always claim that I've got you know these great bowling stats back from under 12 club cricket um, yeah, <laughs> in the Ballina district uh, you know competition so yeah. Well, but yeah let's impressive. just say yeah, it definitely peaked at under-12s and has been downhill since my bowling. Okay, right, gotcha. But I mean, like, I've obviously played bloody under-10s and under-12s and stuff, but played since I was seven years old or whatever. I don't reckon I've ever seen a double hat-trick in, like, actual a game of mine. Has I've never else? seen a cricketer that can hit the stumps five times. <laughs> <laughs> I was only I think only one of them was bowled, oh, but okay. um, oh, geez, yeah, right. lot, lot of catches, <laughs> lot of catches. What? Why do they keep hitting them in the air? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? When you're facing up for the fourth one in a row, you're like, okay, I'm just going to hit this one into the ground. Yeah. I'm just going to block. <laughs> Every single person before me has been caught. I better try to go over the top. <laughs> yeah, I think they kept trying to hit me for six. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> it's a real battle of the egos. <laughs> <laughs> You played another. Have you? You uh, like you obviously played against some sort of boys then, but you also yeah. played some grade cricket too, didn't you? In the in the men's competition, or have I made that up? I played yeah some like club cricket back home, so it was like a Northern Rivers. Um, played second grade men's, but yeah, I haven't played in Brisbane or anything. But yeah, kind of when I was maybe fifteen, sixteen, played um, second grade back home, and then yeah, a little bit. Yeah, later on as well. I think I broke my finger at one point and that put me off playing men's cricket for a little while. But then I came back, played some games with my dad, which was really cool. That's awesome. We haven't even mentioned it yet. It's, it's been pretty crazy. But it's it's quite incredible that you've made it as a professional cricketer um, while also studying 
yeah. doing doing bachelor of medical studies, doctor of medicine. Um, pretty impressive. I know Lee Lee's always trying to quit work, and then he goes back to work, then he quits work again because he's trying to make it as a professional cricketer. Like what what tips do you have for him? How do you how did you make it while studying medicine and he can't even you know find time to train? Hold down a nine to five job and hit some cricket balls. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's it's probably a good question. I think sometimes I'm not sure how I got my degree. Um, but yeah, I think like the first couple of years, um, yeah, like I was based in Sydney and kind because of, I was more of that fringe player in New South Wales. So you know, I wasn't really committing too much time to cricket apart from club cricket and um, you know some a couple of hours of training a week. So yeah, at that point, I kind of considered myself as more a medical student who, who played kind of club cricket on the side. Then got that opportunity in Tassie, and that was when I had like a basically well probably shouldn't say it, but it was pretty much a year off at uni because we just had to do a research project. So um, had heaps of free time that year. So I kind of really um, you know spent a lot more time playing cricket and thought you know I'd give it one year to have a go at it, and then I'll go back to uni. But yeah, it turned out I really enjoyed it and. Uh, Wanted to keep playing. So, yeah, my last two years of uni were a bit of a, a balancing act. A lot of, I guess, sweet talking to the, to the lectures and um, tu- uh, tutors and that type of thing just to try to, I guess, balance with time off. And um, I was lucky that, to be fair, not there wasn't too many clashes. I think with our big bash season at that point was, was still December, January, so it was in uni holidays. So I think I got lucky a lot with the, the schedule that there wasn't, um, yeah, too many too many big clashes. I think the worst was when I had to go to um, like Sri Lanka for, for two weeks, I think in the middle of term, but I was lucky most of the uni lecturers thought that was really cool that I was playing cricket and they're like, Oh, just tell me how you go. It's fine. Um, you can catch up. But, um, <laughs> so, and um, yeah, somehow got through my exams. I, you know, look, I probably didn't spend as much time at the hospital as maybe some of the, the more keen medical students. Cause I was often, uh, you know, seen uh, heading off to training but you know still managed to, to get through and, and get the degree and yeah really fortunate I think I had a really good group of people around me in terms of um, tutors and, and also kind of peers as well so yeah managed to get through uni and then started work at Tweed uh, two years ago now so somehow managed to convince them to let me work part-time during during kind of the back half of the year and and get 10 weeks off the big bash so not too sure how it works that out but yeah pretty lucky they've been pretty flexible with me yeah right that's the first setup that's great and you're you're like oh this could be controversial actually but i'm not trying to like take down anyone else's studying ambitions and stuff but you're like a genuine doctor that can actually help people you know how people get like you can be a doctor of like packaging chips or stuff yeah Yeah, exactly you're a genuine doctor medical doctor like a medical doctor yeah Yeah. (laughs) that you can actually see and get help for a problem that's quite useful yeah i like to think that i could you know help someone out (laughs) but then again like um you know you get people who think like as soon as you've graduated like a medical degree you're some you're, you're suddenly just like acquire all this wisdom and now know everything and like they just ask you about absolutely everything (laughs) or anything about their health and expect you to know (laughs) everything about it and what they should do and it's like no (laughs) I haven't just become this super super powered knowledgeable person just because I've got a degree like I've still haven't really had much experience yet and I'm not specialized so yeah it is it is funny how you get a lot of people suddenly ask you about any possible health problem that they have so um yeah you get that a lot yeah, that's a real kick in the teeth for us because the rest of this podcast episode we were just going to go through our own medical problems and see if we had a solution <laughs> <laughs> we 
I've got really sore knees for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've got a very um, a broad basic knowledge of a lot of stuff, but probably not too much, I guess, specialised knowledge into very um, specific things. So, but yeah, fire away if you want. <laughs> no, no, we actually won't do that. Okay, good. <laughs> Apparently, I, I haven't worked since January, so I'm a bit rusty. Oh, anyway. you're out of form. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be the first patient back after my <laughs> 12 weeks of holiday. <laughs> oh, apparently you had to be your own patient during the season in a club T20 grand final, I think. Uh, apparently you broke your finger while keeping first and then decided to take two Nurofen and keep going and, and I think scored 50 batting second. So is that, is that something you'd recommend to a patient coming into you who's broken their finger just to take a couple of Nurofen and keep going? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think like... I actually had the bat. They hit me with their bat, so it wasn't like I was hit by the ball. I was actually hit by the bat, bat um, <laughs> which isn't really like I, I've had it before, but never like this bad. So Wait, yeah, their you bat were wicket came, keeping. Yeah, so I was keeping up to the stumps to the kind of medium quick bowler, Holy and um, <laughs> they've kind of gone to play a late cut and have played it really late. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> too, too late, you might say. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, I, and I'm like, oh, geez, that really hurts. I'm like, oh, yeah, that really hurts. So I just waved up. I'm like, because often, like, when you're keeping, you know, you kind of get a lot of knocks. And you're like, oh, okay, that's that's a bit sore. I might ask for some drugs to be run out. I don't know if you guys do that, but I do. Totally. And yeah, But I'm like, okay. At cricket as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, please bring out the Nurofen. So I think I had, you know, our 12 came out with some Nurofen. And I take my glove off and there's blood everywhere. Oh. Okay. Might need a Band-Aid as well. So yeah, um, That'll fix it. <laughs> that is a doctor. <laughs> so I had to try to like clean it. like, And I have like these filthy years on which, you know, been used all season. So probably not the most like, you know, sterile Ooh. environment for an open wound. <laughs> and so I kind of wrapped the Band-Aid on it just to, you know, cover it a bit and try to stop the blood that had now been staining my inners and gloves. And had some Nurofen, but, like, it was pretty painful. So I was kind of thinking, like, for the re- it was only, like, the sixth over of the game. I remember kind of thinking, like, oh, it's, it, it could be broken. And then I think I had to see the paramedic at the innings break, and they gave me some Panadol. So I'm like, oh, I'm feeling, like, pain-wise it had somewhat settled. And they tried to, you know, wrap it up a bit more, put a new Band-Aid on it, which... No, it didn't really help. It was still staining my batting inners. But, yeah, batted through the game. Didn't really hurt so much once I was actually batting, I don't think. Manic's like just the adrenaline, I think, of the moment. But, yeah, didn't make any difference. I think we still lost by about 100 runs because Grace hit about 140 off about 20 balls. So, yeah, it was it was all in vain anyway. But, um, yeah, I did have to do a little bit of um, self-first aid out on the field. That is an amazing story. That is. Like, even the start, I was fascinated by, but then, yeah, just it just kept improving. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, George, I wanted to ask you about, about something. I've sort of been going through doing a bit of research, you know, as all great journalists do, and stumbled across this website called Cricketer Life which I think mm-hmm. just, just sort of tries to build a profile of, of all sorts of cricketers, and you've obviously got a profile on here. But, um, oh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> no. well, I didn't think you would have. Uh, okay. Because it it's almost everything about you is left as NA, basically. So there are a lot of blanks to fill in, and I was hoping, I was hoping you could give us a hand. Except for your salary, where it says it's approximately five lakh per month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how much that. It also says it also says there that my approximate salary is a million dollars a year, which yeah, so they got right, right. So, and that okay. was US dollars right. as well. I, I wish I wish it was right. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right, we're going to do a bit of an edit here. Yeah, I, I reckon give them something to okay. work with for their website. Do you have? A, do you follow a religion? Do I follow a religion? Oh, look, not not. Um, not strictly or anything like we'd always go to um, just church growing up, but yeah, it's not like I'd, I'd go every Sunday or anything. Starting with the controversial <laughs> ones, yeah. exciting one. Not- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've got just just need to give them give them some information for their big website. Uh, but anyway, so moving on to family. So parents, siblings, children, husband, boyfriend, and others are all NA. Apparently, do you have? Is it? It's just family? me. I just appeared. Yeah, is it, it's um, just you. <laughs> just you were just placed on earth. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I yeah, I have a mother and a father. Right, um, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, we can't even change this. <laughs> it's not our website. Yeah, uh, Robin and Richard and my mum and dad. I have an older brother, James, an older sister, Grace, and then me as the youngest. So, yeah, youngest of three. Yeah, lovely. Fantastic. Um, and then it goes through your favourites. It's it's assumed your favourite sport is cricket. Does that sound fair? <laughs> Oh, no, I hate cricket. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it, it's probably always been a bit of a tight toss-up between cricket and tennis, but, um, oh, yeah, yes. I suppose, I suppose um, yeah, cricket cricket has to come first now. Yeah, they, right. they are paying me to play, so. Yeah, um, yeah that helps, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> five lakh, five lakh it's per not, month. It's not my favourite sport, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yours would oh, yeah, be surfing. Although, yeah. although Cricket of Life has also assumed it's your favourite sport and has. Yeah, incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> um, favourite cricketer? Oh yeah, probably Adam Gilchrist. Yeah, love it. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, favorite actor or actress? Oh, what is this website? Yeah, um, <laughs> it goes real detail. Yeah, yeah. But oh, then dude, also doesn't give any know. answers. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't. I don't really have one. No movie it doesn't. Want, well, you wouldn't have time to watch movies. No, no, no time. Well, there's not like there's been many movies um, coming out lately anyway with the whole COVID stuff. But uh, look, I'm I'm getting a mind blank. I'm not. I can't even. I wouldn't stress about it, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. 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 All right, you can't edit we it can anyway. Let me think about it and we can, uh, we, can, we can edit it later. I can actually answer one of them for you. Favourite drink I've heard is red wine and you might even get the nickname Dr. Red Wine sometimes. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, that that comes up every now and then. Uh, <laughs> it, it ties in well with my name, you see. So, uh, <laughs> oh, but, you know, I didn't even put but, that like, together. It's yeah. also, um, it's also just the uh, the medical benefits as well. So, red wine has uh, antioxidants. So that's what I. Um, what does that do for us? Oh, uh, it's like you know de aging stuff. So it's like oh, you know, jeez, get me on that. <laughs> you know, Sorry. keeps you young, keeps you away from cancer, that Fantastic. type of thing. Okay, so. is there is there too mu- is there such a thing as too much red wine? Like how much red wine should I be drinking? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. You know, there's probably like the um, you know, the lovely curve where it's like the ideal amount, and then after that it it goes bad. But um, yeah, I think two glasses is what I'd prescribe per day. Per day. Yeah, you'd probably get away with that with a few. Uh, oh, very good. <laughs> with a few, you know, free days um, from your alcohol, but that's okay, you know okay. the official line. <laughs> well, I tell you something that looks a lot like red wine and and tastes quite a bit different, but delicious and also has some good medical benefits is the Beyond Beetroot Elixir from Alchemy Cordial Australia, Georgia. So it's just one part of their superfood elixir range, which also includes the golden turmeric and maho matcha. So if you're uh, if you're looking for a superfood elixir, Georgia, and anyone listening, check out the alchemycordial.com.au website and use WGTC10 at the checkout for 10% off and free shipping. Mm. That was marvellously done. He's <laughs> very well practiced. Every single it. guest says that. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we get to have a chat with someone, it's just like, wow, how have you done that? He's <laughs> found his timing. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, perfect. Even if they were paying me. <laughs> well, maybe they can. Um, have we got anything else for you here, Georgia? That is pretty much the amount of time that we use. Is there anything? I mean, we always give our guests an opportunity that and only just because it seems fair, we sort of hassled you for half an hour out of your day. Usually this is the opportunity people choose to say how tight has is, which is excellent. Um, fiscally responsible, so we love that. But is there anything you'd like to ask us or any other further statements, Georgia, that you've got? Oh, look, I, I did really um, appreciate that little um, marketing there. But I look, the um, the lovely We Got the Chocolates title, I did, I did somewhat assume that being involved in this podcast might get me some chocolates, but um, oh, yeah, it's one of the more misleading, one of the yeah, more misleading yeah. names. Yeah, you know, it's it's neither here nor there, really. But um, if there's any to go around, I'd love some. It doesn't doesn't matter either way. I'll probably yeah, no, find some. We don't want to get done for like so. false advertising, so yeah, no, we, we don't. Um, do you know what the Do you know what the idiom means? Have you heard of that that saying? We got the chocolates. Yeah, she says it all the time. Yeah, you look at yeah, I um. I have heard heard of the phrase. Yes. Okay. Good. Have you incorporated it into your own conversations by any chance? Not too commonly. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably fair. Okay. Well, in that case, we better give you some chocolate. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have been fantastic to chat to, Georgia. We thank you so much. We obviously congratulate you for a magnificent season, uh, and we certainly look forward to. When are you going back to preseason? Actually, when do you have to start getting ready again? About, yeah, it's about a month uh, or so. I think, um, like, we've got a, I guess, unofficial. We can go back in for kind of strength and conditioning stuff, um, I guess, for the next four weeks. But then we'll start, I think it's maybe 20-something or so of um, of June. We kind of will start, back, I guess, hitting balls and bowling and that type of thing. So, yeah, a l- little bit of time still just to, I guess, refresh. It was a bit of a late finish to last season compared to, previous years so it's nice to have a bit of a break couple more weeks of holiday and probably finding your favorite holiday destination which was no doubt another question on that random website yep it was (laughs) somewhere in greece i'd say oh Oh, that was quick if if, if i could go yeah greek island would be pretty cool or i'm still yet to go to new zealand i'd love to go there they are both excellent choices actually 
Awesome. Well, Jordan, no doubt I'll be cutting up plenty of your videos again next season uh, and we very much look forward to following your progression there and seeing you go bigger and better again. Thanks so much for making your debut on the We Got The Chocolates podcast and obviously we'll get that Cadbury to you in the mail. Brilliant. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you for listening. What a chat that was. She was fantastic. Skin, obviously, great service that you did trying to fill out that website for whoever those random people are. Mm, yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll find that quite helpful if they if they listen to it. And thought it got a bit hard-hitting there for a moment with the whole sort of religion. But right. <laughs> okay, you just straight up just hit her between the eyes with that political party. <laughs> Deary me. Now, you're probably wondering, what the heck, how, like, did that chat about the chocolates make any sense? Well... Again, let's reveal here. Mm. Big reveal. Uh, we actually recorded that episode before we recorded the Mark Knowles episode. And therefore, Georgia was actually the person that inspired us to go to Amy Sardison and say, we need to give our guests some chocolates. Can you help us out, please? And they said, absolutely, we can. And therefore, Georgia has now got her chocolates delivered to her via husband at Queensland Cricket. Yeah, thank you to Amy Sardison chocolates. Thank you. Massive thank you. And I ate a little bit of the stuff she was meant to get. She just said I could. Right. That's <laughs> a full disclosure. Good, good to know. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Good. Now, that's obviously all we have time for on episode 94. We've actually got a special live episode coming up next week. We would love you to get in contact with us if you've got any ideas for us or you want to contribute to the podcast in any way. And, Skim, where can people do that? Uh, the website is the best place to go, I reckon. You'll find plenty of little, like a, a form you can fill out to sort of submit us an email or anything like that. Um, you'll find a, a spot down the bottom of the page where you can send in some audio as well or, or just links to all of our social media as well. Yeah. And make sure you're following us there. on the socials too because we always ask some questions, like Instagram stories and things like that where we get you to contribute. If you'd like to support us, we have some merch that you can purchase. I think there's still 50% off online, so check out the Great merch. Sale. Long and, sale. Yeah, and <laughs> another way you can do that is uh, giving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. Absolutely. And the final way that you can support this podcast is by supporting our sponsors. And uh, the one fantastic sponsor that we have is Alchemy Cordial Australia. Uh, And you can go to their website, which is alchemycordial.com.au. And you can check out all of their products, whether that be coffee syrups, cordials, iced teas, whatever is your flavor. Uh, Get yourself there and use the discount code WGTC10 to get 10% off and free shipping. Anything else we need to provide? All from me. Fantastic. Well done, everyone. Another great episode. Ticking towards the 100. Uh, We'll be straight back with you this time again next week. Thank you very much for being here. Good luck in the future. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.